0: Ready, I'm ready to get in the game. Well, then it's time to pause and play. Ready, 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 ready.
1: Hello, everybody. This is Father Luke Rowicky. And this is Brother Andrew Tori. And this is your favorite podcast, Pause and Play. And this is so exciting because this is the December edition of the Pause and Play podcast. That's so right. Brother Andrew, before we get into our theme. I need to ask you, I've been dying to know. Last episode, I challenged you to press play. Have you yes. done it?
0: Brother Luke, or Father Luke. Yes, I did press play. So your challenge was to make a resolution, to be to be aware of something I could do during the day and then get to the end of the day. And, and like, did I do that? You know, at the beginning of the day, make a resolution at the end of the day. And so, yes. Um, now, I didn't, it was, so it was 30 days. I didn't do it every day. But I definitely became much more aware of, hey, like I should, I should apply like the word, the word of God that I read and I pray about. I need to figure out a way to apply this during the day. Um, one thing that I love to do is like sometimes when life is tough or when I'm going through a hard moment, I, I, my resolution is to smile, to smile at the people, people during the day. And so that's that was one of the things that I, that I, that I really worked on. So that was a good, it was a good press play moment. And right back at you, did you press pause? Yes, I did. I, awesome. So Woo! I was challenged
1: by you, my co-host, to uh, have a specific person or at least one person in mind when I celebrate Mass and to really ha- offer up my Mass for someone specifically as um, as a way to just live it better, live it to the full. And I also very positive, uh, I guess, feedback or whatever you say, of just like results of doing that because those one Mass... Uh, that I celebrated for my grandpa. And there was another mass that I celebrated for his repose of his soul, another mass I was celebrating for a very special intentions, kind of a sad story, um, a family thing in, at the school I'm working at. And uh, I realized that this is the best thing I can do for these people. Like I wow. can I can like have words of consolation. I could, you know, do a million different things right. I could like cook for them in this time of need. all these things. And all of that's important. But as a priest especially, the greatest thing I can do for anyone is offer the mass for them, the prayer of Christ, his sacrifice of the Father. Like there's infinite graces there that I as a priest am, am given that responsibility to like administer those graces, so to speak, generously, obviously. So yeah, it's, that's yeah, it's pretty awesome. So thank you wow. for that challenge. It was good.
0: And folks, you gotta plug into that. Father Luke is a ministerial priest, but we're all have a share in the royal priesthood of Christ. We're all baptized. So offer up your masses, all right? Don't forget amen so uh, congratulations to both of
1: us a little
0: pat- <laughs> uh, finally <laughs> after so our disgr- disgraceful first uh, <laughs> episode we both failed miserably <laughs> one for
1: two we have a uh, yeah completely helped our percentages here after, <laughs> after <our first laughs> month. and uh, now we're gonna move on to our main segment today the topic is Advent all right so we're Advent is is among uh, among us it is is here with us. And it's something we can't escape. So, what is the best way we can take advantage of Advent? And of course, Brother Andrew and I have a
0: jingle for you. In your Bethlehem, who's running your in? Who's running your in in Bethlehem?
1: In your Bethlehem, that is. In your Bethlehem. So. Uh, we're thinking, as you're setting up decorations in your houses and Christmas trees and lights and stuff, maybe you have a nativity scene, a traditional one that you set up every year, and that nativity scene is comprised of different characters, all right? Like, throughout that nativity scene, you have people that are surrounding Jesus and then, you know, in the corners of the nativity scene, and we are thinking, that is still just as true today, that there is a nativity scene, there is the birth of a Savior, and we are characters in that very real drama of Christmas and if we are characters in that very real drama as you're setting up a nativity scene in your home this Christmas how can you be more of a protagonist in that drama and Brother Andrew and I were thinking maybe it would be by selecting your character of choice in this drama. Brother Andrew what are some of their options for our listeners?
0: Well, Father Luke, first on the chopping block, we've got King Herod, right? I think we've all heard about King Herod, the, um, the Im- impetuous, uh, pleasure-seeking uh, king who was reigning at the time of Jesus and who saw Jesus as a threat, right, to his own royal power and who had the infants uh, massacred, right? And we celebrate that every year on December 28th. And so there's a lot we can say, we can, but we'll just go in deeply into these characters in, in, just in a bit. But so we have King Herod. We have obviously, you know, Mary and Joseph, who are the closest to the infant Jesus, um, in the inn. We have the shepherds who are on the outside and who are, who stop what they're doing and they, and they they go and make the journey. We have, we could even imagine some of the people without, you know, people in the gospel that is, are not mentioned, but people in the town. Who you know realize you know that something's going on? They see these shepherds walking towards you know uh, the baby Jesus. So like who is but who's running all this right? The person who was running the inn at the time of of the birth of Christ um, made some bad choices, right? I mean it was like the worst business choice ever. He could have had a, a God as a client and you know passed it up. So. So, Father Luke, how are we, what does this mean, like, who's running your in? Like, are we the ones running it? Is God running it? Is my, I, I'm in, lives in somebody's house, my, my parents are running it. Like, who's, what's the deal with this? What does that mean, who's running your in?
1: Yeah, so the problem with this very bad business manager is that he turned down a pretty important client, so to speak, which is Jesus, right? He said, "So, there's no room for you here. Well, we have a chance to reverse that. We're in that position again today. Jesus is knocking on your door this year like he does every year for christmas and he's saying is there room for me here he doesn't force himself among on us right he doesn't he doesn't barge into our house kick down our door and say no christmas this year is going to be different because you're going to put me at the center no it's up to us he just knocks there he's there with mary and joseph and he says is there room for me this year in your house in your life in your family and so yeah we can all maybe just say oh yeah of course but like what does that really mean and I was thinking like, not only who is the character that you want to be in this drama of Christmas, but who is the character that you have been in the past? Like, who were you last year? That's you a great question. Like you've been living this 2022 from January until Advent, you know, or this, this, like the whole liturgical year of last year. We're starting a new liturgical year. It's a fresh start. New liturgical year starts with Advent. And who have you been this last year? And is that the person you still want to be come Christmas time, come December 25th? We have four weeks. We have Advent time to get ready for this awesome approach coming of our saver that brings so much joy and so many carols that we know and love, you know, and so many sales at J C JCPenney's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> is that still so, a thing? Does, is Penney still in business? I <laughs> I don't know if they are. it just seems like a typical like christmassy story uh, exactly yeah so
1: again the question is but andrew back to you like how can we how can someone maybe how can we help someone discover the character they are and the character that maybe they want to be and
0: like and yeah that's a great question and it has a lot to do with what we what we're trying to do on pause and play right is because we want to hear god speaking to us right but he doesn't speak to us you know, you know that the choir of angels doesn't descend down from heaven and, and you know sing us, you know, celestial messages like they did uh, when Jesus was born. God is a very, um, you know, he's a really real person, like he's Jesus. He becomes flesh in our lives, and we have to learn to see him. And but in order to see him, we have to figure out well, what are my eyes made out of? Like, like how am I? How do I view the world? How do I view myself? How do I judge? Uh, in a good way, you know. How do I how do I use my judgment on life, myself, my thoughts, my feelings? So I think to to, to answer the question, who's running in? Like, well, well, how, how am I doing right now? Am I feeling excited? Am I feeling maybe sad or depressed? Am I anxious? Um, like like take a good take good stock. Like have good self knowledge. Not only of of how I'm doing right now, but also my personality. How do I tend to view the world? How do I tend to view things? And ask Jesus to evangelize that, right? And not to get bogged down by difficulties. I was just speaking on the phone with um, a priest who works in Germany. He's a Mexican priest, and for those of you who have um, pay attention to, to news in the Catholic world, the Church in Germany is going through real difficulty, right? Because there's mm-hmm. a the, the bishops there want to change some things about Church do- doctrine, it's causing a lot of a lot of difficulty in the in the in the universal church. But the challenge there is for the for is for these priests to to have hope and to not get bogged down. So when we look at our lives, how do I view the world? How do I view myself? How do I view the way I live these weeks of advent? And and we don't need to wait for Jesus to to come into this beautiful mansion and this wonderful hotel and five-star Ritz. No, he comes where he's welcomed. He didn't the, the manager at this inn didn't have room. Okay, so he went there where there was room in a few pieces of wood under, you know, wherever it was, this cave or grotto or whatever it was. And that was enough. So why do we need to wait for everything to be perfect in my life? Why do we need to wait for Jesus to come? Let's let, let him come. You know? but, but it takes knowledge of myself, and it takes faith that God also acts in my littleness. And what was it?
1: Let's take the character of Simeon, who shows up a few, like a chapter or two later, right? Yeah. It looks possible. And he's the one in the temple that he sees He sees Mary bringing in this little baby and kind of like surprises everyone, just like runs over and grabs the baby out of her arms. Yeah. <laughs> says, Lord, now you let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. And he goes on with this prophecy that was been fulfilled. He's been waiting for this moment. And while there were a lot of other people in the streets that day, in the temple that day, kind of minding their own business, maybe even looking for answers and searching and wondering, Right, and only Simeon recognizes that is the Savior that you know has been prophesied about for thousands of years. That is truly going to wipe away every tear. That's truly going to free us yeah. from slavery of sin. How did he do that? How did he recognize it? Like recognize this blessing, this gift, this coming of our of the Savior. Like what attitudes did he have that when Jesus he saw that God's action was present in his life? He said, ah, he identifies it. He says, Yeah. Ah, that was God. That was the Lord. And that that could be in good times. That could be in difficult times. But that is how the Lord wants to train us, our eyes, like, Brother Andrew, you were just saying. Like, my, I train our eyes and our ears in order to recognize the voice and the action of God in our lives. Like, maybe that could be your, your character this 2022 and you're in making room for God. I want to be like a simian. Yeah, And you can start thinking, like already start asking yourself, what would that look like for me?
0: So if we feel that we're discouraged or we feel that we're threatened, like maybe King Herod did, or, you know, we feel that this is an inconvenience, that's something that we can say, oh, these are, these emotions, these feelings, um, they're not leading us to a good place. So we don't want to follow those. But we do want to follow this patient example of Simeon or Anna, right? Or the shepherds who stopped what they were doing and were attentive to the events around them, and they had this eye that you said, you know, Father Luke, of, of being attentive and saying, "That's where God is. I want it. I want. I want that." Right. This is the discerning eye that we can sort of start to form during these four weeks of, of Advent to to welcome to 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 put a new manager in charge of this inn. Right. Like who's running my inn? Like. Who is riding your inn? Who's in my Bethlehem? I think I missed that. Who's in my Bethlehem? <laughs> Who's running my inn? <laughs> Y'all get it, folks, right? So uh that's awesome. Well maybe we should go on to some parallel uh parallel perspectives here, right?
1: Uh yeah, you go first.
0: Okay. Alright, so as as all of us um know, a parallel perspectives is to hear what do other people say sort of about the same topic, right? To get to get some uh, to get some different voices in the in the because it's important to dialogue right that's why we do this. I'm going to read to you uh, just a couple of lines from this great sermon that this Anglican bishop preached at uh, at this wedding this royal wedding in England several years ago Harry and Harry and Meghan when they got married it was a great sermon you should listen to it on YouTube. He's talking about love right, um, which is a great theme for Advent. So he says, imagine this tired old world where love is the way. When love is the way, unselfish, sacrificial, redemptive. When love is the way, then no child will go to bed hungry in this world ever again. When love is the way, we will let justice roll down like a mighty stream and righteousness like an ever-flowing brook. When love is the way, poverty will become history. When love is the way, the earth will be a sanctuary. So that's what this bishop says. His name is Bishop Michael Curry. And when I read this, this was like, this is what Advent is about. Advent is about this new world that is budding up from the earth. You know, we sing, let the clouds rain down the just one. Rorate celi. It's a famous Advent hymn. This new world that God wants to create, that he's going to create at the birth of, of Christ. And so, I just love this. It just really captured, um, I think, a really essential aspect of Advent. What about you, Father? I
1: like that. So, if we want to make love the way, as our dear Bishop was saying, here's what Jordan Peterson might respond. So, getting <laughs> a very, very like practical. And also, I, I like this because it is a lot of discernment. So, like just like we're talking about the pause and play, this whole dynamic of pausing and asking ourselves, Like, what is God telling me? Maybe how can I better myself, better the world around me um, in response to this invitation coming from our Lord? Okay, well, now Advent is inviting us to do something. So let's listen to the words of Jordan Peterson, himself a psychologist and expert and just very good philosopher and everything. So he says, you might ask yourself, what could I say to someone else, my friend, my brother, my boss, my assistant, that would set things a bit more right between us tomorrow? What bit of chaos... Might I eradicate at home on my desk in my kitchen tonight so that the stage could be set for a better play? What snakes might I banish from my closet and my mind? 500 small decisions, 500 tiny actions compose your day today and every day. Could you aim one or two of those at a better result? Better in your private opinion by your own individual standards? Could you compare your specific personal tomorrow with your specific personal yesterday. And that makes uh, our, whatever you're, you challenge yourself to do this Advent, more importantly, whatever God is asking you to do in a very loving, but also challenging way, demanding way to prepare your in for his coming. Don't like aim at something amazing huge. I'm gonna start praying four hours a day. I'm gonna start walking to church on my knees on you know each Sunday of Advent. No, like, what's one small thing? Are our, our days made up of millions, or he says hundreds, of decisions every day? Millions of decisions every day. So <laughs> if you just change two of those million decisions, no, like, 500 decisions a day, okay, change two of those. Change three of those. Like, change the habit behind those. Change the motivation behind those. And you'll be ready. You'll be more more like Simeon, less like Herod, more like the shepherds, less like the guy that doesn't even show up in the gospel because he's totally oblivious than you would have been otherwise. Like, make that decision today. That's my invitation to you. Brother Andrew. Yeah, I like
0: that. I like, I like these two parallel perspectives because the one that I gave this, this Anglican bishop was kind of idealistic in a good way. And then yours is like really realistic, practical. And, and I think that shows that in life, like you need both. Like you need ideals. You need, to, you need principles that push you forward, that attract you. But you also need a way for those things to become like, like practical, like real, right? In other I mean, ways,
1: in other words, it's sort of like pause and play Plato and Aristotle. Brother oh Andrew, my gosh. I am going to now challenge you.
0: Oh man, it's coming. Play. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to challenge you to press play as our podcast comes to a close today. And I'm going to be very specific. Oh boy! I want you to make two Instagram videos on the Pause and Play Instagram uh, profile platform. Oh, I'm, r- I'm writing this down. I want you to make two videos concerning two specific characters in the Nativity scene in your in, so to speak. Two different videos where you're helping me and the rest of us listeners uh, take on this challenge of Pause and Play uh, this month of choosing a character and then like seeing what does that actually, how does that apply to my life?
0: All right. Booyah. Awesome. Awesome. Man. All right. Well, you just gave me an idea. <laughs> Let's hear it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna challenge you to press play. <laughs> I'm gonna challenge you to, to do something on Instagram. So you either make, <laughs> you either make, <laughs> either make videos, two videos or, um, or a post. Maybe, maybe like write something. Okay. Maybe like make, Write, write something. It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be an Instagram. No, I can, I'll, I'll do that. Write, spend time writing something just for yourself. It doesn't have to be like for preaching or whatever. Just write why Advent is important for you as a, as a priest, right? How do you can live Advent as a priest? And just, just spend time writing whatever, however much you want, just for you. It doesn't have to be for preaching or anything. All
1: right. I love it. So that, that's more of like a pause, right? I would say.
0: I guess it is kind of like a pause. Yeah, I'm. I guess my I'm more of like a pause personality. (laughs) I don't know, (laughs) which is why I need these play challenges. So thank you. Yeah, folks. Folks, folks, you got to challenge yourself. Am I gonna? You gonna press pause? You gonna press play? You know. More importantly,
1: what is God asking you to do this effort? Because remember, folks, we do not just pause.
0: We also play.
1: God bless you.